welcome to The Back of the Net, football podcast by football fans for football fans. Right, okay. Um, today, mm-hmm. uh, despite everything that you sent, I think we're just going to concentrate on Liverpool United for the time being. Also, uh, all that effort, all that effort and thought and time and yeah. energy that went into creating that, that we'll menu get, of options. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. It's just... I'm I, want, I want to waffle about Liverpool for a while. Go on. Wax lyrical. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you sent me a message that you're nervous about this game. I'm not nervous, I'm just not confident. Yeah. Why? Uh, uh, why? What in the last four games, five games, has given you confidence in that Liverpool can deal with a team that sits back and and, and just, like, pokes on the counter, which is yeah. United. And it's when you're dealing with West Brom countering, uh, that's grand. If you're dealing with um, Brighton countering, okay. But they have Rashford, Cavani, uh Pogba's coming into form. The fucking Bruno Fernandez, Greenwood. It's and then who do we have? We don't have Van Dyke, uh, Matics, and maybe. I mean, pinning your hopes on a player that plays four games a season isn't exactly a uh, <laughs> recipe for for confidence. So yeah, yeah I'm absolutely. I'm not confident at all. Like if if I was Klopp now, I would actually even if he's fit, I would leave Matty both because you know. We're going to need him later in the season. It depends how important. Like United Liverpool games always going to be important. Um, yeah. And now they're building up as a, it's the top two, but it's there's such a fine line between the top two and the top fucking six. Yeah, no, like so, it's ridiculous. Like they're, they're talking in the media there now already about United winning the league and all that shit. And this league is going to go down to the last day. Hundred yeah. percent, because the yeah. team there's no one playing well. Okay, United are playing well the last four or five games, but you know there's no one playing well. Everyone, no. everyone's there's just, no one being consistent. Yeah. Oh, sorry to interrupt, Dave, but penalty to West Brom. No, what? I don't tell me <laughs> Big Sam's going to win. They <laughs> could get a three-two here, right? Yeah, penalty given. Uh, <sighs> the sorry, interrupting there, but this is no, live. This is live, live coverage. <laughs> this is live. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, looks like a penalty to, to West Brom. Turned out to be some game, this. Yeah, I'm just uh, I'm up in the room here, so I have. Um... I mean, this is this is this is the ultimate Sam Allardyce performance. Long throw, headed goal, and now a penalty to put them in the lead. Yeah, it's given. Penalty's given. Wow. <laughs> Do I, we just commentate on this penalty as a step up? Yeah, no, go on, we'll go on. Keep All going. Right. Just talk about there. I'm not watching it, so. So I'm hoping they're scoring because Wolves have a number 11 in goal. Okay. So he's stepping up, left footed. Oh, thunder bastard, right into the corner. 3 2. Oh, that's rough. Wow. Yeah. Who'd have thought it, huh? Who'd have thought it? He sent the goalkeeper to the shops. Yeah. <laughs> That's what you get for having number 11 on the goalkeeper. Yeah. Sitting to the shops with no money. It's yeah, just out of curiosity, the Wolves goalkeeper, have you got him in your fantasy team? I don't. I have the Aston Villa keeper, Martinez. Yeah, very good. And before that, I had Mendy. And as you quite predicted, uh, quite rightly predicted, uh, Chelsea turned shit when they put him in there. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, just, can you just pick my team from now on? Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> Well, what you need Ridiculous. to do is, is pick, who, pick put whoever um, Liverpool are playing in your team. It's not that easy, man. Different. I'm moving money around here. I've got I've got like finances to sort out. I'm in debt. 
right. and every time you go every time you, you make a transfer outside of the transfer uh limit you're you minus yourself four points oh, so i might just change my team and minus myself 86 points <laughs> still still more chance of fucking getting more points now absolutely shocking but i digress i'm shit chatting <laughs> <laughs> shit chatting yeah. anyway back um, back to Liverpool United there yeah. uh, look I don't the, the press over here are, are doing their best to build it up as you know the, the title decider and blah de blah de blah I think it'll be far from that um, Liverpool are playing really really poor at the minute I do expect them to get some form back when they get a few players back um, especially when Jota comes back I think because it'll relieve yeah. the midfield a little bit Um like United have some good players, but I think all over the pitch Liverpool are better. But we are weak at the back at the minute. But you know, if Matip does come in, that will help. It will give that a uh, little push into midfield a little bit. So yeah, it, it's not gonna it's not gonna harm them. It's it's only it'll only be good regardless if he only plays that game, and then obviously doesn't play for the rest of the season. Yeah. Um. But having Matip in the team, it is better than having way better than having Phillips and. Uh, uh, Reese Williams at yeah. centre back, um, and like you said, he pushes the midfield forward because he steps up into it. So he pushes yeah. everyone forward, which is the way Liverpool need to play. Um, yeah, so Liverpool yeah, need to play on the front foot. It's it's how yeah. they play. They need. This is the whole thing. Like if they, if they, if Matip does play, it actually makes a huge difference having Matip and Fabinho both uh, can step up into midfield. They've got great recovery speed, uh, fantastic in the air. Uh, can read the game. Great ball players. Matip's fucking passing before he got injured was unbelievable. I was like, what the fuck's going on here? So, definitely, absolutely. Having Matip in the team, because he is probably the third best central defender in the Premiership. I would I would, I would, would argue he is. Well, look, he's, um, certainly, he, he's certainly better than anything Man United have. Absolutely. I, I think where you would go with that is you'd probably go um, Van Dijk, Laporte at City, and Matip. Um, I, I, I would struggle to think of another defender that's as good as him. Uh, everyone would say Maguire, but I don't think so. Maguire is, Harry Maguire at all. Um, I, put Harry Maguire in a high line. <laughs> Watch him sweat. Um, yeah, it, it, look, this, the game tomorrow, I, I think it'll be, um, it'll be a tough one to call. Uh, I, w- I want Liverpool to win. I want them to win well because they haven't played well I think Klopp mm-hmm. will demand a performance out of them uh, whether they get it or not you know United have played well again they haven't really played anyone they haven't really had a challenge in the last six seven weeks um, so this is their kind of first big challenge so look if they win tomorrow you know look it puts them six points clear but it doesn't really make I think in the terms of the season it won't make a whole heap of difference because I, I fully expect United to go through another dip of form again yeah I that, think you're right yeah, absolutely right. It's, it's you know you go through a dip. Liverpool will come out with a dip and then go through another one. And the same with Man City and Chelsea and and whoever wants to have a pop. Um, it's I'll be honest with you. I I I know they're building this Man United Liverpool game up um, over there. It's probably on Sky Sports, so they're probably doing their best to say it the title decider already. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I've as I said last week, little interest in this season to be quite honest with you. I think that it's been that shit. And I struggle to understand how they can still have European football. Um, if Liverpool, like, go, like you know, when the Champions League starts up and Liverpool start playing their their um, their fourth fourth round games, or whatever like that, 
Mm -hmm. I don't understand how they can get, kind of get away with it, considering they can't even contain it in England when they're playing domestic football. Yeah, well, um, no one can contain it anywhere, I think, at the minute. No. Um, but going back to it, it's like if Matt had plays, so I said I wasn't confident, but if Matt had plays, that does boost my confidence up an awful lot. So I would go from Liverpool losing, possibly 2 0 or 2 1, to Liverpool actually probably maybe winning. Um, you think so, you think Matt is going to have that much of an effect? I I think he'll have that much of an effect on how the midfield plays, and thus having an effect on how the forwards play. Um, and another player that needs to play, and I don't know what's going on with his injuries and stuff, but Henderson needs to be on in that first eleven. Yeah. Um, that player makes the, the biggest difference in midfield. And um, I tell you what's um, nice to see as well. You have Oxley Chamberlain coming back there. Yeah. You know. Like our, our bench is starting to strengthen up a little bit. It is, and and again, like you said with Jota, um, the impact he made, and like as some people were saying, some former players are saying that he actually pushed uh, Firmino um, to play better. Yeah, when Firmino came into a bit of form. It was because Jota was pushing Mane and Salah and Firmino. So I would have them. I would have that again um, with Jota coming back in, and hopefully he'll be back in the next two weeks. But Going back to United game, Matip plays. I would be more confident of a Liverpool win. Matip doesn't play. It's going to be difficult. Yeah, it, it's so, it's so like Liverpool United, it's always going to be, you know, a, a tough game. <laughs> no, I don't, I don't race Solskjaer as a manager at all. Um, I, I, United have some good players there to really do, like Bruno Fernandes. He walks into any team in the Premier League. He really does. Yeah. Um, but they've wasted an awful lot of money. Uh, yeah. Pogba's going to leave. I don't think there's any two ways about it. Although he might do a flip-flop now he's playing a little bit. I, but, I, I think the whole Pogba thing is... Sorry, go on. Sorry. No, like Roy Keane was saying about Pogba, that you know if he showed up every day, every game, he said the problem is he plays five or six games brilliantly and then you don't see him again. So yeah. I kind of expect the, that to happen. That's been the Pogba at Man United since he, he joined, but... The stories that come out about him are fascinating as to who he wanted to join and why he chose Man United and, and they were like last resort sort of a thing because Madrid pulled out and all this sort of thing. So it was it was it's a really interesting the way he, he's playing like a player who does not want to be there and he didn't want to be there. Yeah. Um, United were the second choice, but will he make a difference tomorrow? I don't know. Will he start? Are you not gonna play Fred and McTominay in midfield? Um Fernandez in front, are they gonna play Pogba and McTominay? I, I expect Man United to be very defensive tomorrow yeah. and, you know, just play counter-attacking football. Um, to an extent, I think that might help Liverpool mm. um, with the defence. It might ease up on the defence a little bit, but yeah. oh, who knows? I mean, until, uh, until uh, the first think, ball is kicked. I, I, I think the way United play against City, I mean, you have to, like City have beaten United, I think, twice now. Uh, Spurs, Hammond United at Old Trafford. I mean, these are teams that are considered to be um, tight rivals or, or at least top four and United haven't done a lot against them. Uh, they've played a certain way which has been very defensive, yeah. uh, contained for as long as possible and then hit on the break. Um, and that's why I would be more confident if Matip does play. Um, and Henderson, to be quite honest with you too, I, Henderson has become such an integral part of that team uh, to where you take him out of, to where you take him out of um, 
It's where you take him out of the team, it makes a, a massive difference. Ooh, it really um, does. He can, he free. I tell you what he does. He gives a lot of support to the wingers. Um, yeah. like if Trent bombs on, um, Henderson fills in. Yeah, you know, so he he gives so he allows the team to drive. Uh, he he allows it's, the team. It's dirty, yeah. It's dirty work and it's unsung work, but you know he gets it done. He allows the team to play, um, the way Klopp wants them to play because Klopp has basically the fullbacks bombing on like Robertson. So when Alan covers him, Henderson covers, um, Trent, and that allows like the kind of like double up of Saleh and Trent and Mane. And uh, Robertson on the left. Yeah. So both Wijnaldum and Henderson are huge, uh, uh, hugely important to how Liverpool play. And I mean, you, what they're going to do is they're going to try and cancel it out, like what um, all the lower league teams, lower position teams in the league, have been doing. And United are going to play like a team that are, that are in 16th or 17th, um, because that's how they play against big teams. The only good thing, the only thing about City is that they have the Bruyne in midfield. Uh, Cut to the pieces. Yeah, well, there. Yeah. Um, to make something out of nothing. But on the other hand, I think about this is they have a player like Fernandez in midfield who can do nearly the exact same thing and find a pass. Mm. Um, so we just have to hope that Salah, Mane, and Firmino are on the ball and bamboozle Shaw, uh, Lindelof, and Maguire. Well, I, uh, I think now. I think personally, I think this game tomorrow is set up for Thiago. This is the kind of game yeah, Thiago yeah. thrives on. Tight in the midfield, you know, right. he, that guy can create spaces. So I'm hoping, I'm hoping this is a, the kind of game where he starts to show, like, we all know what a class player he is, but yeah. just he starts I mean, to show it now. He's the player that, like everyone said, Liverpool didn't have. Um, I mean, that's not as if we were unsuccessful without him. But he was that kind of like that creative part in midfield. Uh, that person like De Bruyne, like um, like Fernandez for United, that can see a pass, tread it through uh, when games are extremely tight and, you know, the team has like nine players, eight players behind the ball. Um, I'd be interested to hear what your predicted lineup would be for Liverpool. Um, you know, injuries permitting that you know of. Um, yeah. how, you, how you would see the starting lineup be, especially in midfield. Right. Well, okay. Well, look. Why don't we just bait into that now? Um, right. I think. Right. Midfield. If everyone's fit, which I think they are, I think Henderson is fit. Yeah. Um. I think will be Thiago, Wijnaldum, and Henderson. Yeah. That's okay. what I think it'll be. Um. Defense will be Trent and and Robinson, as I call him. <laughs> Robertson and Trent uh, it'll be Matip if he's fit mm-hmm. and um, and Fabinho if and Matip then, isn't fit if Matip isn't fit who do you who, who do you see coming in oh, it's so tough I, I think your man um, Reese Williams that, that's his name isn't it it is yeah I see him coming back he's big strong he's a bit young bit naive but I actually think he wouldn't be a bad defender if he had Virgil van Dijk beside him <laughs> Dave, you wouldn't be a bad defender if you had Virgil Van Dijk beside you. <laughs> oh, but in fairness, overall, it just make make you a better person. Yeah, honest to God, yeah, <laughs> better all round, rather than the subhuman scum that I am. <laughs> yeah. Uh, See, so you're thinking anyway. Matic, obviously, Fabinho, Robertson, Trent, Thiago is yeah. kind of like deep line midfielder, and then you're thinking Henderson, Wijnaldum, and obviously up front, 
Yeah. I do I do think Jota would be a great addition in there. Um yeah. even just to give one of the front three a rest, but look, he's yeah. a couple of weeks away still, isn't he? He is, and even Thiago hasn't been given like full ninety minutes bursts. Yeah. Um, so for him to start will be interesting. Um, you can see Curtis Jones kind of coming in too. Uh, but no, I, I can't argue with that. That's a solid eleven. It is, That's yeah. It, it, it's a little, it's a little bit light at the back still. But you know what can we do? We've just mm. been decimated. You know, we really need to go into the trans the transfer window. We need to go yeah. into the transfer window. Like I said, they need to up their. They need to kind of. Liverpool's whole transfer policy has been without fault for two and a half years. But, yeah. you know, circumstances call if you want to remain, you know, league champions or you want to push towards the Champions League if it goes ahead, then you need to do this. So, there you go. I mean, that's that's what I see as a transfer that needs to happen. Yeah. Um, like I see, it's, I see, it's linked with a lot of defenders, but I don't, I don't see anything concrete. I don't see anything coming out of the, the usual sources that you can rely on, you know. Yeah, and there are those sources that are now saying that it's like, it doesn't look like anything's going to happen. I mean, where we were in mid January, uh, the usual players have been linked, and now with Poch gone to PSG, um, I can see players being signed on pre-contracts with PSG. Yeah. Um, so Poch, when he was at Spurs. Um, he, he sorted out the defence. He had Alderweireld, Vertonghen, uh, class goalkeeper in Lloris. And I can really see him going for some of the central defender targets that Liverpool have been linked with. Yeah, um, so, yeah. so, I mean, that's a side issue, I mean, but, but it is interesting to see what PSG will do. They've gone to a club, I mean, they've never had a manager or a team or an ethos because I think they're morally deprived um, that I've liked. But now to have Potts, who I do like. Yeah. So, we'll, see how, we'll see how that goes. Do you, th- do you think um, I, I see I see it linked a lot, and I can understand why it's linked a lot, but I don't think it would happen. Uh, Deli Ali would go to PSG. Yep, yep. His best kind of start of years. Uh, I know he went off after kind of year one and a half, year two, um, but his best years are under Potch. Um, yeah. So, well, and it'll get him for cheap, and he needs a new start because I mean. Like I said before, if you're not putting the hours in with Mourinho, like Gareth Bale, you're not getting in the fucking team. And Deli Ali's not getting in the team. So. Yeah, I, I just, I don't see that happening because I think, like, before Pochettino um, was fired from Spurs, um, he dropped Deli Ali. He wasn't playing him. Oh, yeah. But th- what I'm saying is that's absolutely true. But he had a right to drop Deli Ali because Deli Ali, like I said, fell off a cliff. Yeah. But his best years were under Poch. True, um, no, yeah. He had two he seasons there where he was unplayable. Yeah, he hasn't surged under. I mean, this is a player that Liverpool were uh, fans were actually pissed off that we lost that one um, when he came from MK Dons because he was linked with Liverpool and then he became an absolute sensation at Spurs. And that was under Pochettino. So it doesn't surprise me. But then again, anyone, PSG, if you're going to PSG or if PSG don't sign anyone, it's not because they don't have the financial clout to sign anyone. So it's basically because a player either wants to move there or doesn't want to move there. Mm. Um, but yeah, I can see Deli Ali going there. Um, just I think it's a really interesting scenario, uh, Pochettino or PSG, because we were talking about what his next gig was, gig was going to be, and you said you couldn't see it or it wouldn't be a good fit for him. Yeah, well, look, look, money talks at the end of the day. I thought mm-hmm. he would have tried to hold out for one of the, the bigger jobs. I, I was fairly certain he would have been a snap in for the Madrid job. Um, yeah, in a more competitive league. 
Yeah. Uh, maybe going to France for a couple of seasons, not such a bad idea. But I do, I like Pochettino. I like what yeah. he did at Spurs. Like when he was at Southampton, he had Southampton playing. So he has he has a, an air about him. I mean, you if know. you if you think of like being Liverpool supporters, if you think about when Klopp leaves, and he's going to leave yeah. in the next couple of years, I mean, Pochettino has a two-year contract at PSG. PSG are basically saying, two years, you need to win the European Championship, or else... You're out the you're fucking door. Yeah, you're not getting a, a year extension, you're gone. Yeah, is two that years, what he signed, a two-year deal, was it? Yeah, two years, that's all he's given. So that's, that, your remit is two years to win the Champions League, if you're a PSG manager right now. That's yeah. it. Um... But if if basically what's going to happen in two years if he doesn't win the Champions League and you know he he breaks away with PSG and then Klopp has his I know his uh, Dortmund year five at Liverpool and then Pochettino one hundred percent I would have as a Liverpool manager. Yeah. Can you I, see yeah. anyone else? Can you can you <laughs> name another manager in the similar style that which Klopp? Yeah. Yeah, well, I, I, we had a slight discussion on this before that I said I wouldn't mind seeing Brendan Rodgers come in now. Yeah, I remember I was like, vomited. <laughs> I, look, Brendan Rodgers now is a different Brendan Rodgers that left Liverpool. He's, well, he's yeah, been he's around. But... Surgery. <laughs> he, he shined his teeth up a little bit. <laughs> he did um, do you know who I wouldn't mind seeing? Um, Diego Simeone. Oh, talk about different styles of football. No, I, I, no, I'm, I'm serious. And just for one simple reason, is that man is an absolute fucking head case. And his team play like head cases. I mean, to see Diego Costa um, and Sergio Ramos, the two biggest shit houses in football in a Liverpool jersey, would be interesting. Um, <laughs> but I can say I would look forward to the football. No, uh, maybe not, but I think it'd be at the good. back. Yeah. So, no, I know what you mean. No, look, Simeone's a successful manager. Uh, he he's passionate like Klopp, and he shows it. And yeah. at the end of the day, he knows how to beat the big teams. I mean, he bet Liverpool at Anfield in the quarterfinals, uh, the Champions League. Um, but yeah, I I think it'd be an interesting choice to go for Simeone. It'd be a very uh, different way of playing football. But yeah. you know what do we know? Do you know who wouldn't be a bad shout either? Because um, I just I I see, I like him as a character, and I think his football with what he has at his disposal is brilliant. Um, yeah. Nuno Spiritu Santo. Yeah, true. Yeah, I I, is... I I like him. I like him a lot. I think, I mean, it'll be. It's hard to get away from the whole German thing, the gag and press and everything like that. You have Thomas Tuchel, he's free. You have Ralph Hasenhutl at Southampton, who's doing a magnificent job. He has, um, yeah, he, he has. He hasn't played fantastic football and Big without games. <laughs> God, now you're bringing fucking PTSD back to the Roy <laughs> Hodgson era. Don't do that. Um, but uh, yeah, it'd be interesting in seeing the next two years when Potts actually finally maybe leaves PSG and um, if he's available, I'd have him 100% at have him. Do you think? So, um... Now I know, like Liverpool fans, you know, would be crazy and love this if Gerrard came back. But do you think Gerrard has shown enough at Rangers? Because, like, if you look at a few of his games now, he is very Klopp-like in how he's playing. Yeah. Do you think? Do you think that Gerrard would be able to take on Liverpool? Like he's earned his stripes to take over a team like Liverpool, sort of a, a thing. Yeah. I. He's twenty-two. Look, we all know the Scottish 
premiership is not a barometer for how it's to be a successful manager. It's basically the, Division 3 in England. Yeah, it's, and especially this season, it is not great. Uh, Celtic have fallen off a cliff. Um, they barely had enough players to play against the Burnley, and, and yet they still drew. Um, I, I don't think it is. I don't think winning the Scottish Premiership is... Uh, a guide to getting Liverpool a job. It's definitely a stepping stone to getting a yeah. job in the Premier League without shadow of a doubt. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, if, like, seven. I, I fully expect Gerard to move next year to a, a job mm. in the Premier League. Yeah. Um, and so, I think he's done know, more of a job to earn uh, a proper gig in the Premier League than Frank Lampard has. Well, for sure. Um, well, I mean, what did Frank Lampard had a mediocre season at Derby? Yeah, he basically. I think they went from eighth to eighth. Yeah. So, and he brought in all these, obviously these uh, Chelsea youngsters like Mason Mount that turned out to be fantastic. Yeah. Um, but I think, yeah, I think Jared's done enough in the Scottish Premiership and like to, to to get him a job. Uh, I know you look. You talk about Brendan Rodgers. You're looking at Arsenal. Arteta will he stay? Rodgers will move because he gets itchy feet. He wants a bigger gig, and London suits him. Yeah. The thing, the uh, thing about Brendan Rodgers, though, is as well. I I can see him going to Spain. He speaks fluent Spanish. He coached oh, yeah. in Spain with Real Madrid. I think it was for a long time, or, or one of the, one of the teams. Um, so I could see him taking up a, a role in Spain for a while. Mm. Yep, um, absolutely. I can see that. Maybe somewhere at Villarreal or Valencia, um, Atletico Madrid, if Simeone uh, departs. Um, but Simeone is the best paid manager in the world. So is he? Will he? Yep, I know. I found it hard to believe too. He is the best paid manager in the world. Well, yeah, I know. <laughs> it's paid I'm, actually, I'm actually a little bit dumb, dumb, dumbfounded at that. He gets paid more than like Jurgen Klopp and. Yep, he is man. the best paid manager in the world. So Diego Simeone, you know, he he's done a really, a really good job at, at Atletico for the resources that he has at his disposal. Like he doesn't have anything like. What Real Madrid and Barcelona have flushed down the toilet the last few years, mm. uh, it's probably more of a level playing field this year. Uh, I can really, really see. I know because of COVID, it probably won't happen just yet. But Real Madrid and Barcelona will both be sacking coaches this year. Yep. I don't think there's too much doubt in that. And you know, I don't know. I like Simeone. I like. I like his character. I, yeah, I, I knew you would. That's that's a character that you would like, absolutely. Yeah, he's a fiery, you know, just a. I thought you were going to say he's a, he was a violent human being. <laughs> no, he's not. No, that, that's Jose Mourinho. <laughs> yeah. Your your friend Jose. My old, the good old mate. Did you see he oh. got caught? Um, some cameras were rolling, and he didn't think they were rolling. And uh, he said to Gareth Bale, "Do you want to play football, or do you want to go back to Madrid, where you'll play none?" <laughs> <laughs> If there's ever a manager to, to, to talk straight to Gareth Bale and ask him that question, it's him. Yeah. And he's right. And what's he done since he's gone there? Nothing. But Gareth Bale has done nothing for the last three seasons. I mean, he's improved his handicap. Yeah. It's That's such a shame is. because he's such a fucking fantastic player when he left Spurs. Oh, he was, he was one of the, Europe's best. Oh, yeah. Um, and he now he the, just... He was the most what? expensive footballer in the world for a while, wasn't he? He was, yeah, he was. And best paid as well, because he's on, what, 600 grand a week or something close to that at Madrid. Yeah. And still, obviously, they're paying part of his wages. Um, I'd, say, I'd say they're paying the bigger part of their wages. Well, yeah, no one spurs, <laughs> absolutely. Um, never has a manager and a chairman 
uh, being so well acquainted with each other, yeah. and uh, Daniel Levy and Jose Marino. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, we've digressed again. We've we've gone from talking about Liverpool Man United game to the the finances of Atletico Madrid. Um, who's going to take over after after Poch leaves PSG? I, th- um, I think I like to th- I like to think of it as the natural flow. It has been a natural flow. I like that. That's a that's a very good. Uh, we're just we're just good. segueing into, into different things and. Um, but they're all connected. All... Yes, yes, it's like it's a like a good web of interconnectivity. The Lex Files. Oh my God, that is good. That is good. <laughs> it is. Oh, <laughs> uh, anyway, but um, I suppose continuing on, trying to get some sort of continuous uh, conversation going about the football, um, going to Spurs, um, the way the league is lining up. Who would you go for top four? The way it's going to finish. In the, in the Premier given League, that, yeah. Given that no team is consistent, yeah, everyone is beating each other. Um, because the bottom three is sorted. I mean, the end of the season is going to be a bit of a an anti climax. Uh, anti climax, it really is. Uh, I don't think you're going to have a relegation kind of playoff. You know, last day of the season, is someone going to stay up? Is someone going to go down? I think the, it's going to be sorted well before that. The only thing I can see changing down the bottom three. Um, for the time being is Fulham I think I think Fulham are just starting to play a bit better than the ones above them yeah so I think they yeah. might just pull themselves out um, and that puts Brighton in trouble it puts Burnley in trouble it puts Newcastle in trouble and freaking Wolves to a lesser extent I mean would you do you see the bottom three being West Brom obviously um uh, that team that, that collapsed Sheffield United and then you're picking from Brighton Fulham um, as the last as the, the, the last third yeah I, I'm just looking I'm just looking at it here and I just so what's that now that's called four if I'm just looking at, at the table here and you have Brighton and Burnley okay mm. so I think Fulham will get out I think they're starting to play a bit better than the rest of them and Burnley are Burnley. Burnley have played two less games than Brighton, but they ain't scoring goals. Yeah. So I think ultimately that will cost. I think I think it'll be Burnley, West Brom, and Sheffield United. I think will go down. Oh, you um, think Burnley's gonna go down? Wow. Yeah, I think I just think Fulham are playing a bit better now. I said, who knows? This could change next week. I just don't know. Um, top four. Looking at the top four here now. Just go sorry, just going back to you thinking Burnley are gonna go down. So if Burnley go down, Sean Deitch is gonna leave. You said Real Madrid Barcelona slots are gonna be open. I mean Sean Deitch to Barcelona. Do you know what? Not being smart, they could do worse. <laughs> I would fucking love that. They fucking, could do do you know what? They could do worse. Spanish. Yeah. No, but like <laughs> in fairness to Sean Deitch, he took a, a small little club like Burnley. He's kept them up in that Premier League for what, what is it, six seasons now, seven seasons, yeah. something like that? Come on, on that, yeah. And, turned him, he's turned him into a Premier League staple, like they're yeah. a Premier League club. Yeah. And why wouldn't he get it? Why like why wouldn't a big club take take a chance on him? Do you know what what he might be perfectly suited for? Something like Crystal Palace or something like that. Yeah, but you just said why wouldn't a big club take him? Take him. Crystal Palace wouldn't be considered a big club. I mean, they're more of a they were considered more of a yo yo club uh, yeah. until maybe most recently. Um I, I was joking, Big Sam for um, Barcelona, but uh, or Big Big Sean for Barcelona, but uh, you've kind of scared me now. Are you on a knee? <laughs> <laughs> um, 
anyway, look, that yeah, that's who I think my bottom three will be. I think it'll okay. be Burnley. And I, I base that just on the fact that Fulham are starting to play a bit of football and Brighton, okay, they're beneath um Burnley at the minute, but Brighton are scoring a few more goals. Um so that's all I base I, it on really. Well, uh, I'll have to. I agree with the bottom two, but see, the thing is, it's difficult to argue with you because you predicted Sheffield United's free fall <laughs> from the first minute of the first game. You don't call me Mystic Meg for nothing. No, I just call you a cunt. <laughs> um, but uh, so I can't. It's going to be hard to argue. I'm definitely, obviously, I, I, well, West Brom are winning three two right now, so maybe this could be big Sam. I mean, if well, well, never been relegated, never been relegated. And this could be his 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 uh, the first game of many where he digs them out. Maybe. Um, so I'm going to go with obviously Sheffield United certainty. They're gone. I'm going to I'm going to go I'm going to go with Brighton. Um, I don't think they've enough. I think they play, I think the manager's great. They play really attractive football. They've some really technically gifted players, but they've nothing up front. Um, for all the chances they create, uh, so I go Sheffield United, Brighton, and I'm actually going to throw West Brom in there too. Between West Brom and Fulham, but I think you're right. I think Fulham might pull it out. Um, yeah, but West Brom, are, yeah, oh, you said Big yeah. Sam might. Oh, oh no, I thought it was going to be a penalty. That was going to be a penalty. <laughs> this is live. It's actually a dive, and he's been out of cards. Nice, nice. Okay, right. So that's your that's your bottom three. Look, top four right now. I'm just looking at it here. I okay. So right now you have Man United, Liverpool, Man City, and Leicester. To be honest with you, I can't see much other than that. Everything really? are there, thereabouts. Chelsea are way off the pace. Yeah, look, maybe you can swap Leicester with Everton or Tottenham, but that's about it, I'd say. I don't. I think Everton have other commitments though, um, okay. and with the squad they have, they're going to be concentrating like nearly solely on the Everton Cup, yeah, finishing seventh. Yeah, so I don't think they're going to be focusing on the Premier League. They just want to finish seventh. Um. <laughs> I can't see them in top four. I think Leicester will get there. Um, Vardy is just an absolute phenomenon. Uh, how Vardy he... must be like 63 now at this stage, is he? He's Benjamin Button, basically. He's Benjamin Vardy. Um, he's unbelievable. He's gotten better with age. He's already 33 and he still has that pace. Um, oh, dog, I can say it's Red Bull and Skittles all the way. Um, well, it's not Red Bull and Skittles, I'd say. It's a little bit of charny. You know, you're saying. Oh, yeah, little bugger sugar. <laughs> um, but uh, I see Leicester up there. I see. I still think Chelsea are going to make it, um, and I think obviously Liverpool and Man City. I think United are going to drop off. Um, and Jamie Vardy's thirty-four. Thirty-four. Wow. Um, another on a side note. I know we're drawn to the end here. You can see the, the links of Avram Grant with Chelsea and replacing Lampard. It's it's such it's such a Roman Abramovich thing to do, isn't it? Isn't it? Just? Uh, it so is. It I, really is. I can honestly, honestly see Frank Lampard being sacked before the season's out. I can see it. Yeah. yeah. Chelsea are ruthless. Sacked? I don't know. Mutual consent? Yes. And it's obviously a big fat payoff. Yeah. Oh, well, it's, <laughs> it's the same. It's the same thing we know, but you know, it just looks different. It's it's um, um it's um it's uh, sacking with extra steps. That's all it is. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, very good. Yeah. Um. But yeah, Lincoln. Uh, obviously, if, if Chelsea fall off a cliff um, and don't make Champions League, then yeah, mutual consent to leave because they've invested a crap load of money into the team. Yeah, so, and, and look, I'm actually shocked. 
while I'm not too shocked that they haven't clicked because they, they uh, Chelsea did, they bought a lot of players. I am shocked at how poor the the, the two German fellas are have been. Uh, Zajic and Werner. No, Zajic has been Zajic has been has been solid. Um, so Havertz. Werner and oh Havertz, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I think the yeah, it's it's been really poor. Uh, Werner came in with a reputation and. Obviously, Liverpool were linked for so long. Um, um, he's failed completely, and he's he's admitted that he's found the Premier League way too uh, aggressive and way too physical, yeah. uh, which is not a good sign when a player comes out and says. Usually, they keep that to themselves and build on that. Yeah. But to come out and say that is a bit of a worrying sign. So um, they've been a, they've been really bad. Um, but then it's up to Lampard to get the best out of. It. I mean, they paid a lot of money for Werner, Havertz, Zayic, Chilwell. Yeah. Um, it- you know, maybe, and even the goalkeeper who's the most expensive goalkeeper in the world. Oh, that must be so um, annoying to them because he must be on like three hundred grand a week or something. Um, I mean, ridiculous. I mean, he he it, it makes Allison look like he's worth nearly two hundred million. Yeah, um, and, and 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 that's simply all it does. I mean, like Liverpool bought Allison for five million less than him. And yeah. In terms of performance wise, I mean, Allison is just. He, you're right. He's like a hundred million pounds more. I'm, I know you always argue with me about the uh, or debate me on who the best goalkeeper in the world is. I do think it's Allison, um, but I know you always say you, you Jan O'Black or you say um, Courtois. Uh, no, what, basically, what I'm saying is I, I don't think you can have the best goalkeeper in the world. I think what you have is a different level of goalkeeper. That there's maybe yeah. three or four. That's fair. You, yeah. Do you know? Do you know what I mean? There's yeah. there's probably no, three or four goalkeepers who are a different class above everyone else. And do you know what? Who might even just scrape into that? Hugo Lloris, I think, is a fantastic goalkeeper. Um, I just think he would have been better at a better a, a better club. You know, like I would love to have seen him have a spin at at Real Madrid or something like that. But I can really see him going to PSG. That's no, that, that that's a fair point because you look at um someone like the Hay. Uh, about three years ago who had a reputation of being the best goalkeeper in the world and part of the reason he was one of the best goalkeepers in the world is that he was making save after save after save because United's defence was so shit and is so shit so he's called upon a lot more and then you look at the most expensive goalkeeper in the world uh, Chelsea where Chelsea's defence was leaking and he was called upon he failed Uh, he was letting goals left, right and centre so it it kind of does show you up you're right it depends what team you're playing in what defenders are in front of you, if you've got Matip and Van Dijk in front of you as opposed to Maguire and Lindelof, then you're going to be um, less exposed. But any time that Alisson is called upon, he answers. Yeah. You know, he from that first mistake he made against Leicester where everyone was jumping on him because he did a Christ turn and Leicester scored a goal out in the box. And then I remember Klopp said, that's who he is, that's what we want. Yeah. And that's that's exactly what we want. We've got a ball-playing goalkeeper and in fairness uh, to Klopp and the management team, they've really bred that into the other goalkeepers. Look at Kelleher. Yeah. Um, he's the exact same. He's all feet. Yeah. Um, also play football. Upon... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so it, it's like going in relation to the best goalkeeper in the world. I think you're right. I think it just depends. And there is a different level and the elite level. And that is where Allison, uh, where Ederson and All Black are. They're just an elite level, different level yeah. to. Um, the other goalkeepers and uh, you know De Gea has probably dropped down a rung on that where yeah, he's just I, not in the same league as those three 
I, I think I, you know, I, I think it's a very valid point. You know, they're just look. There's just a different level of goalkeeper. You can argue who you want, who's the better goalkeeper. At this moment in time, I would, I would agree with you wholeheartedly that I think Allison is the best goalkeeper and has been for the last two seasons. Um, but you know, you could put a, in any one of them goalkeepers. I think behind Liverpool's defense at the moment, and they'd, they'd be the very same. You know, especially the last two years when we had Van Dijk and all that fit. I don't yeah. think anyone scores anything. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, it's it's all about partnership as well, and, and how the confidence that that breeds into into players. Um, mm. You know, as I said before, when you have a keeper like Allison behind you, it just makes you a better player, makes you a better uh, decision maker because some of the decisions are made for you. Yeah, um, but not. Yeah, you're not only that; you're not worried about what's happening no, behind no. you. And you, you can imagine like Van Dyke and, and Matip and at this at the same time Lovren were looking over their shoulders and they're seeing Carrius and they're like, Fuck, what do I do next? Do I let him play the ball? Do I drop deep? What it do I a, do? That was a problem with Liverpool for a long, long time, Rob. Oh um, yeah. Like when going back to when Pepperina was in his pomp. Yeah, but like uh, Pepperina was a was a decent goalkeeper, a good shot yeah. stopper, a good penalty. But when when we got um uh, what's his name after Vesterveld? God, I've wiped it from my memory now. <laughs> Dudek? No, not Dudek. Uh, the Belgian uh, fella with the funny Mignolet. nose. Mignolet. Yeah. Um, any time any time a player got through one-on-one, I was 100% sure they were going to score. Yeah. With Alisson, I'm not certain that they'll score. I, I'm, I'm so confident in that goalkeeper one on one, you know, even if he does score, I, I there's a chance they won't. And that uncertainty is bred into not just um, when you think about it, that one's the certainty that's bred into the defenders, the uncertainty is then bred into the forwards that are attacking, yeah, uh, Allison because they're thinking, Jesus, here's this world class goalkeeper spreading himself, coming out early, he's huge, he's wearing a big, huge pink jersey, which makes him look massive, or yellow jersey, which makes him look massive. Um, <laughs> So it, it breeds that uncertainty in, in those one-on-ones. And that's why I know they've been leaking gold here and there, but look at the defence that they've had. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a different thing. It's a different team when you have a different goalkeeper like that. Um, you know, it makes defenders better players and it just pushes the team on. It sure does. Um, yeah, so look, I think that's where we call it then. What do you think? Let's end it on goalkeepers. Goalkeepers. The unsung heroes. <laughs> yeah, the unsung heroes. Yeah, the unsung heroes that cost seventy-five million quid. <laughs> could be worse. Could be Kepa. Oh man, don't poor Kepa. I actually feel sorry for him. Do you know who? Do you know who? In in that whole deal, do you know who really, really uh, came out great? Who? The people who sold Kepa. The they must be Kepa. laughing their whole off. Fifty you know, million. The quid. interesting, the interesting thing about Kepa is that the poor old devil can't keep a clean sheet. I'm here all night. <laughs> and on that note. <laughs> oh, come on, Jesus. It's not even a pity laugh. I gave you a pity laugh, but that was when I saw your mustache. <laughs> you, mean, you mean my sex caterpillar? Your sex caterpillar, yeah. Your hearse vagina. There you go. There you go. Now you're talking. Oh, okay. Swayze. Yeah. Uh, look what happened to him. I, I, I never said he's dead. Is he? Yeah. No, Dave, that was the movie Ghost. That was a movie. Oh, and then after that, the movie, he died. Oh, Dave, 
these cows are fake, but the ones out there are far away. Was he in the film Dirty Dancing? He was in the film. Yeah, he was in the film Dirty Dancing. He's the dirty dead. bastard. He's dead, is he? He's dead. What did he die of? Uh, Wednesday. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Poor old Patrick. Lord be with him. <laughs> he died of a Wednesday. Anyway, that note, we'll see you uh, next week on Back of Zenet. All right, Dave, take it easy. Truly, Pip Rob. All right.